All right, good morning. Man, this morning was like in the 60s. And it was like darker than usual. And I was like, Jesus, I love you, but I'd like to be in bed right now. I thought I'd be the only one here. You are here. I am so proud. So proud of you. Incredible. Um, all, this, all the scriptures that we're going to go through today are on the screen. Um, we say this a lot, but no one expected you to be a Bible scholar in here today. We're going to go over some scripture. Uh, they'll all be here, and uh, we would like for you, you have a, a connection card. Man, take notes. Uh, write this down. Anything that uh, piques your interest, write it down. Go home and, and research these things and ask the Lord to speak to you. Uh, that's where it's at. That's where it's at in your, your personal study. This is a pep rally, uh, and, and you you got to go get in the game. Uh, so, so I really encourage you to do that. Uh, we have Bibles uh, outside in the foyer that we would love for you to take. We have some really nice study Bibles. They're on the shelf uh, outside. Now, those, we just, we just have uh, like what we paid for them. We have the price we paid for them. And so, uh, man, if you want one of those, uh, that's, we don't make any profit off of that. Like, they'll say like twenty nine ninety nine. that's what we paid for it. So put what you can in the envelope and take that, go home and study. We just really want you to meet with the Lord. We, we, we have a, a God who is living, who's active, who meets uh, with people. It's kind of hard, honestly, to believe sometimes because of the culture that we live in, but we serve an active God who loves us, who cares for us, who is uh, very powerful. And uh, man, it's just that, that, is, that is so neat. And he wrote you a book. He wrote actually a lot. The Bible is uh, like a little library of 66 books. There's the Old Testament that tells about God creating the world, choosing his people, promising that a Messiah, a Savior would come. And then, boom, the last 27 books, that's the New Testament. That's when the Savior comes. That's when Jesus comes. And his teachings are peaceful. But there is a problem. And the problem is us. Because if you ask in the world... Uh, you know what, let's, let's hone it down a little bit. If you ask in here, someone from church has harmed you. There has been a man who's beaten you who went to church. There has been a stepdad, a stepmom. There have been people who have, have abused you. There's been an ex-husband. There's been an ex-wife. There have been murders in the world. There has been, I mean, like the Crusades. There have been literal wars, and they were all done under the umbrella of Christianity. And there is this, <laughs> this world that we're growing up in that says, whoa, you're no different than anyone else. Look at all these atrocities. Religion in general is a bad thing because look at all these words. Look at all these things. And church, I just invite you into this thought. Which teaching of Jesus were they following when they abused you? None. Which teaching, teachings of Jesus were, were they following in bombing that mosque? In murdering those people. No, no, no. That is not the teachings of Jesus. That was something to, to claim for your own whatever you were doing. They were not following Jesus' words. His teaching is peaceful. It brings life. 
It brings life. And so some of you want to testify that. You want to shout from the rooftops. You don't understand what I would be like without God. And I hope that that is your story. But we have a generation who's coming up and, and they, only see, they only see the hatred. Do you understand that people, like in our own country, they were justifying slavery even trying to use the Bible. Go through the New Testament. Well, there's some passages. You don't understand those passages. There's been horrible things done, but that wasn't following the teachings of Jesus. Church, you've got to follow his teaching, and to follow his teaching, you've got to follow him. He has written something for you. And so when we study that and we begin to apply that, we see that it not only fills up, but that overflows into the world that is around us. Now, are there parts of the Bible I don't understand? Sure. Are there parts that are hard? Absolutely. But when you follow it, it brings life. I want you to go into Romans chapter 10, verse 6 through 13 with me. Um, let's, let's, let's read these first couple verses and, and just, just do sort of a Bible study today. Uh, but the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart who will go up to heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will go down to the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the righteousness that speaks from faith. This is faith. It's, it's in you. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. This message is in your heart. Understand that Jesus came as the fulfillment of prophecy that there was someone going to come and save the world from itself and going to come and save the world from Satan. There was someone going to come, and that was Jesus. And he came, and he lived a model, sinless life. Show me who he abused. No one. Did he get upset? Did he get angry? Yeah. Show me the atrocities that he committed, the terrible things that he committed. There was none. He stood up for people. He liberated people. He did all the things that we're supposed to do. And he said, when I leave, I will, I will send you a comforter. I will send someone to, to be with you, to show you how to do the things that I have done. And we have the Holy Spirit who comes to us. And we always have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a personality. And so you have the, 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 the full deal. You have the whole Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just doesn't have like the full us. You get that part? So as you have the Holy Spirit, He begins to change you, to teach you, to show you who you are and who you should be. And then you change. And some of you have received this, and you've said, I just can't do the things that I used to do. I can't stand it anymore. I can't live with myself. 
I'm a crier. How many of you guys are like, I cry now. I don't know. Just compassion has come on me, and I don't know where this came from because I tried in and of myself, and nothing could happen. And now that I've followed the teachings of Jesus, he has sent me something, and I have just changed from within. There is something to this. There is something about his ways that are absolutely better And there have been so many times, church, that I've wanted to come in and solve things with my fist. I've wanted to come and solve things with violence, and a lot of it. But I followed the teachings of Jesus. And now I have friends that should have never been my friends. Somebody that I just, like, I just, I went over my mind. Do do y'all do this? And ladies, you're like, hey, throw me in there because I do this. I throw hands. You have envisioned it. You played it over in your mind about how you were going to take the teeth out of somebody's head with your knuckles. And now they're your friend. Man, that's what happens in a Christian life because God's way is better than my way. And it went down and people did what I was going to jump into, but I didn't do it. And I have peace, and they don't. Why? Because I'm better? No, I wanted to be there. (laughs) I was going to bring cake. (laughs) But I followed his teachings, and it leads to peace. Christian, you have these things, and if you don't, we've got to reevaluate if you're following the teachings of Jesus. Listen, you believe in God. That's awesome. You know who else does? Satan. He's not following the teachings of Jesus. The word Christian means a little Christ. You're like a prototype. You're, you, are, you are a follower of Jesus and what he did. And when we do that, we bring life into our community. Ranger, we live in a town that's got maybe a little drug problem. If we have friends that we love, man, we love, who are eating up with stuff. Fantastic people. People, and I'm not, I'm not being coy when I say this. I, people who can do drunk what I can't do sober. Fantastic people. And they need something. What do they need? They need you. They need you with the word of God saying, this is what he's shown me. This is where would we be without Jesus? Man, sit down and listen to somebody's story at some point and tell me that you wouldn't be riding the same shoes. I don't even know where my notes are. What are we talking about today? Man, it's, it's something when the Holy Spirit takes over. And the world wants to see, oh, just give me proof of God. Just give me proof of God. My dad! This dude! These are natural-born killers that are leading peaceful. He has changed you just inside to out. And you desire peace. No, we don't always walk in the Spirit. And we need to. Church, you need to be held accountable. Man, everybody in here should have somebody that you're held accountable to. Men, we talked about this the other day. I'm going to say it one more time. Somebody walks out of the gym, you go, that person's strong. Somebody walks out of the bank, that person's got money. Somebody walks out of, of a counselor's office and you're like, they're weak. 
No, they're getting stronger. It doesn't have to be a counselor. It doesn't have to be a paid person. You need somebody. You need somebody to hold you accountable, to teach you the Word of God. I wish everybody in here could have what I have in Pastor Dusty. I wish that over every man in this place. We, we take turns kicking each other in the butt on a weekly basis. And you know what that does? That keeps us from being like those other people that we're talking about. Man, I did, uh, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm always helping, I've, I've got tons of kids. And, uh, you know, you have to do these, these things. It's like, hey, online, and, and you have to do, gosh, it's like a full hour of learning about kids who get abused and get abused in sports, and it's like all about sexual abuse and stuff like that. And they're like, abusers aren't people that you think, you can't, you can't spot them. And then they're like, here's what abusers look like. And they start rolling stuff across the screen of these people's faces. And I'm like, is this, did you get permission for this? This is, I don't know, they're just rolling these. And, and I, see, I see pastor, youth pastor, youth pastor, sports coach, youth pastor. Oh my gosh! And I'm sorry that that happened, but those people were not following Jesus when they did that junk. They were using him as a way to infiltrate. Exactly what Satan wants. It's just how he operates. And so there's a lot of things that we could see, and, and you know, uh, maybe as a non-Christian, because there is no arrogance that can be found in the life of a Christian because you understand your own depravity. So without Jesus, where could we go? The sky's the limit. And so we see that, and, 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 and I know that maybe you're caught up in, 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 in something that you think you'll never get out of, man, but with an accountability partner. All the things, you know the things that you don't want to do anymore, but you still do them? You need help. Verse 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Who? You. Me. Well, that'd be somebody worthy. That'd be somebody who's a preacher. I wasn't born in a lab. Dude, you are the priest. God wants to use you. That is his intent for mankind. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the Scripture says, everyone, y'all say everyone, everyone, just so we know who we're talking about. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes on Him will not be put to shame. Let's get back to that in a minute. Since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on Him. Y'all say all. So we're talking so far about everyone and all. I don't know if you're in this category yet, but I think, I think we've covered almost everyone. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So who can be saved? Everyone. All right. But you don't know what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look to your left. They're worse. Okay. <laughs> Have you called? On, some of y'all are like, how did he know? Have you called on the name of the Lord? It said to call on the name of the Lord and to confess with your mouth. He is looking for a 
confession. He's looking for you to call out on his name. Jesus said he came so that he would lose none. He is after all of his sheep to come home. Because all of his sheep have gone astray. Do you understand that a sheep not in the pen is a sheep not in the pen? If they're one foot out of the fence, if they're one mile out of the fence, they're not in the pen. The shepherd is not with them to protect them. And so are all sins punished the same? Are they all the sin? No, speeding and murder isn't the same. But out of the pen is out of the pen. We have sin. We've been separated from God. He has called us home. Who has he called? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you have it in your heart? Do you have it in your heart to call on the name of the Lord? Do you understand your own depravity that you can't do it yourself? You can never be perfect, which is the standard that God holds? Good. Then you understand that you're the one who needs to call on the name of the Lord. And then he sends you the comforter. And something begins to change. You're burdened to do things. You have compassion for things that you haven't had before. Oh, yeah, Satan's still going to wear on you. Oh, yeah, you're still going to grow numb to some things because it's just like, man, I get overwhelmed. Yes, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is going to change you. It's an intrinsic change. But, Pastor, why? Why should I? Someone may say, you know what, I don't call myself a Christian, and I'm as good as, as most Christians. All right, let's make a distinction. First of all, yeah, you're awesome. You're made in the image of God. Yeah. Do I study from, learn from, make friends with people who aren't Christians? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're in this place today and you're not a Christian, you are my friend, and I love you. And you say, well, I'll never do it. You're still going to be my friend. And you're right. You're probably doing better than a whole lot of people who are going to church all the time. But what about the ones following the teachings of Jesus? Because that leads to peace. Are they better than any? Absolutely not. No, Christian, Christian, Christian. You're not better than anyone. I want the world to understand that. We're not broadcasting ourselves as better than anyone because we're not. In fact, I'm not broadcasting myself as too good. I'm broadcasting myself as not good enough. Understand that, that I, because I want to follow his teachings, there are places that I can't go, things that I won't be around, stuff that I won't view, that I won't watch, that I won't listen to. Why? Because I'm not good enough to be around that and not fall into temptation. Christian, we're not too good for anything. If you're waiting to mature spiritually one day to the point that you're going to, I'm going to go into the strip club and that's not going to bother me. That's not going to happen. That's not maturity. You're not going to have a biological change where temptation is no longer tempting anymore. You're going to have a heart change to know, oh, if I want to follow the Lord, I can't go there. I can't be there. That's maturity. That's what my wife said anyways. I still haven't reached maturity. No, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. But this verse 11, can you all put verse 11 back up there on the computer? Thank you so much. I love this. For the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Uh, that's getting less and less believable. Is there a culture of 
is shifting. Now, not the world. The world is actually becoming more religious. But our country, not so much. Uh, uh, Not not a majority, but a, a growing percentage are just none. Like, not none like a robe and whip you in a Catholic school. Like, like none, like N-O-N-E. What is your religious affiliation? None. What are you going to meditate on? What are you going to think about? What do you think is the afterlife? Just none. Not going to think about it. Not going to do it. Not going to. And, and so that is sort of where we are as, as, as a nation, as a culture. That is, that is growing. And as it does, there's more and more light being shed on, on the church and the shortcomings of the church. And I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Y'all don't want to know my opinion about what we should do with those ministers that were flashed across my screen. I'm tempted to tell you. (laughs) But it's harsh punishment. And there's a lot of blood. I'm okay with the light being shed on that. Because there's too many people hiding under the umbrella of Christianity so that they can sin, so that they can take advantage, so that they can do wicked. I think think the Bible might call that what? A wolf in sheep's clothing? There's a lot of that. I'm okay with a lot being shed on that. But they're after the scriptures. They're after the teachings of Jesus. What about this? What about this? What about this? I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the scripture. Spurgeon said that the scripture, and I'm misquoting this. Spurgeon said that the scripture is, uh, and, and the Lord was, was like a lion. He doesn't, he doesn't need defending. <laughs> he just needs let out. I'm okay with a, a light being shined on this. But, but then what gets me is, will my children, will my friends be made fun of because they are believers? And it happens on an increasing level. Where people are trying to say that, uh, you know, someone saying that they heard from God is, is a diagnosable <laughs> mental illness. So it gets less and less believable. Lord, will we never be put to shame? This is where we have a supernatural, living, present God. There's a comforter that will be with you. And if you will follow Jesus, not not follow man. And, and, and I'm not saying that you can't listen to me, but if what I'm saying is not biblical, you have no reason. It's just my opinion. Careful, only getting your religion from preachers. I've looked up sermons on YouTube too, like I get it. I, I love when somebody has a refreshing word from the Lord, but you need to be talking to the Lord. You need to be reading your Bible. You need to be in prayer yourself. 
and he will not let you be put to shame. Church, when you follow his teachings, you will not be put to shame. Aha! What about the disciples? Did y'all know what happened to the 12 that followed Jesus, right? One of them, he didn't really follow Jesus, and so he, he hung himself. And then the other 11, what happened to them? Man, I mean, these dudes just, there, there, there was a manhunt for them. Only one of them wasn't murdered. We're not 100% sure what happened to John, although we hear he was boiled alive and put in prison for extended periods of time, as was Paul. We don't know his fate, but he spent a good bit of his adult life in prison. Not our idea of a good time. Were they not put to shame? Mm -mm. That's why they would never recant. They felt no shame in what they did. They were serving the Lord and He would comfort them where they were. says we won't be put to shame. That was actually, uh, check out Isaiah 28, 14 through 16. So part of this scripture that we just read was uh, reference back to prophecy from Isaiah when Isaiah was prophesying about the Christ way back in B.C. times. Isaiah 28, 14, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule this people in Jerusalem. For you said, we have made a covenant with death and we have agreed in Sheol when the overwhelming catastrophe passes through. It will not touch us because we have made falsehood our refuge and have hidden behind treasure. And that is sarcasm, by the way. Isaiah used a lot of sarcasm. Therefore, the Lord God said, look, and here's the prophecy. I have laid a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. The one who believes will be unshakable. Christian, when you walk in the Spirit and you follow the Lord, you will be unshakable. Does that mean you won't be martyred? You won't be persecuted for your faith? You'll never be made fun of? No, it doesn't mean that. But let me... In, let, let, let me just clue you in on something. It doesn't matter what you do. It will be wrong. <laughs> okay? It doesn't matter in this world what you do. It will be wrong. Somebody is mad at you because you have a job. Somebody is mad at you because you are the color you are. Somebody's mad at you for what you're wearing. Somebody's mad at you because what you're wearing was made somewhere you don't even know. Somebody's mad at you that you live in Texas. Somebody's mad at the way that you voted. There's not an option for you to please everyone. But when we follow Jesus, he says that he has made something unshakable. And the one who follows him will not be put to shame. You will have to stare your creator in the eyes one day. That's the opinion we're waiting for. That's the one whose judgment counts. Mark chapter 10. I like this. Y'all might want to write, write this one down. Mark chapter 10, verse 29. Truly I tell you, Jesus said, this, his, his disciples were following him, and they're like, Jesus, we've left everything for you. What about us? What's going to happen to us? And Truly I tell you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more. Now at this time, Houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecution. <laughs> this, is, this is so strangely written. But remember, this was written in the Middle East. Jesus was not a white dude. 
Okay? This, this was written in a different language as well. I know it doesn't exactly flow, but he's like, if you follow me, you will be blessed with, and he begins to list these things, and he adds persecution. Y'all know what persecution means? <laughs> Being harmed for what you believe in. That's in our list of blessings. At some level, church, if you're not being persecuted, <laughs> you might not be acting on what you believe in. At some level. Don't go picking fights for the sake of picking fights. If at all possible, live at peace. But if you're doing right, you're going to tick somebody off. And you kind of need to grin a little bit at that. Not like a jerk. Y'all following me? And eternal life in the age to come. There's a little bonus for you. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. What is he saying? Following the teachings of Jesus is better now and later. And over the later. Jesus will bless. I think many Christians, including myself, and my, my wife set me straight on this not long ago, we ask for things all the time and we pray. Many of you have a prayer, and there's something that you pray for literally every day, so much so that it's become a habit. You don't realize you pray for it every day, and you probably have it without ever thanking God for it. And you pray for your family and you pray for these things and you have them right now. And let me ask you, how much would you pay to keep those? <laughs> Everything you have, right? Now, the scripture goes on. Because I told you we were going to do a Bible study. Well, over which passage? You've done a bunch. Over Romans chapter 10. We read 6 through 13. Let's keep going in verse 14. Romans 10, 14. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? Church, we've got to get this through our minds. And, and this is not going to be popular. Even with some of you, this is not going to be popular for me to say this. Uh, but I'm, I'm, here's scripture. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? You are expecting non-Christians to follow Christ. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He asks to do hard things. And how can they believe without hearing about him? Like we, we are, we're trying to legislate things about what we believe over people who don't believe. First the soul, then the vote. <laughs> okay? First the soul. We've got to care for people. Well, I just don't understand why they want to do this. Why because they don't believe what you believe. Well, it's open. The option's available if they want it. You don't take options that you don't want until I am shown something different, until I'm shown something better, until someone who, uh, who, who I trust, who loves me, invites me. <laughs> I'm not taking the option. 
Okay, let me back up and read this, and then I'll, I'll go back to this. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And that's what you're called to do. You're called to bring good news. And, 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 and what is the good news? The good news, good news is appealing to somebody who needs to hear it, who wants to hear it. Someone who has a problem wants to hear good news. When you were little, y'all remember back before the internet was a, was, was a thing that was just able to be accessed instantly, uh, and there was ice on the road on a Wednesday, on a school day, what did you do? Listen to the radio all morning long, because you had a problem. You didn't want to go to school. And so you were waiting for what? Good news. You don't have to go to school. And so the world has this. I need to be saved from this world. I need to be saved from myself. There is evil in this world. We all believe that there's evil in this world, Christian and non-Christian alike. There's something that is going terribly wrong, and we want good news in how that can be undone. And the gospel is the good news that Jesus died on the cross to save you from yourself, to save you from the wrath of Satan, to save you from the wrath of God. And that's the good news. And so we say stuff like, oh, it's there if they want it. Church doors are open if they want it. Church doors. You're the church. Show me your doors. Show me your doors. You ain't got any doors. No, 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 no. You are the good feet with the good news. Y'all not following me, so here's what we've got. Everybody's got two sheets of paper, right? Some of y'all don't. I totally apologize. You've got two sheets of paper here. What I want you to do is crumble one of those sheets up like a basketball, okay? I want you to, <clears throat> I want you to crumble that up. Make yourself a ball, okay? And so here is the answer to all of your problems. Now, from where you are, no cheating... Let's see how many of you can make it in this bucket. All right? And go. Some of you are not aiming for the bucket. You're aiming for me. I saw you spit in that one. Whoa, that was close. Athlete, our baptismal waters are littered with your problems. Ooh. That was your second, third throw. Some of you are... All right, now, now, look, look. Well, the church doors are open. They can come if they want. Well, there's problems, and guess what? Nobody's getting there that way. Now, you got a second sheet of paper? Crumble it up. Now, this is what I need. I need some, I need some evangelist. Could you two be evangelist? And I want you to go down each aisle, and as they go by... As they go by, would you please see if you can make your paper in this bucket as they go by slow? Hey, you're cheating. You're going in. You got to get down the aisle. Man, they are, they are some hospitable evangelists. Amy's a very slow evangelist. Okay, here we go. As they go, how many can you get in? Some of y'all need to just man up and take the shot. Quit trying to hand it in there. Come on. This is taking way too long. The wor worship team, y'all need to go, like, go ahead and come up because we're going to have to... I'm going to retire after this. Hey, that's my wife. Watch that shot. 
Okay, Amy, I need I, Amy, I need your bucket. Did you did you go all the way to the you didn't go to the inn. You just left them hanging. <laughs> that evangelist died young. <laughs> We're still going. Still going. Look at how much Oh, that's impressive. I married her for athletic ability. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Y'all know I'm y'all don't get to see sometimes what I get to see. And this is the way my mind works. This was, and that was an engineer who got saved. Okay, that's. Now look, 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 look. When the church goes out, do you understand? When the church goes out, people get saved. When I follow the teachings of Jesus and I have a life that maybe somebody would want to model. There's an answer to something that I have a question to, and I see that your question was answered. This is working for you. Now I want to see it. Now I want to hear it. Now you have a license to speak into my life because you love me. If you don't love me, and, and I'm, I'm speaking generic. This is not for me. So, well, let me, let me rephrase it then. No, I can't. I'm not that creative. If you don't love me, I don't care what your opinion is. And that used to be true, but now that social media is is a thing, it's especially true. There's an opinion about everything. Some of you are going to go have a hamburger, and somebody's going to be super mad you're eating a cow. And then Dusty is a carnivore, and he's going to be super mad that you're eating bread. There's an opinion about everything. But if you don't love me and I don't know that you have my best interest at heart, and if I don't know that you're actually doing it yourself, I don't care about your opinion. And again, I don't just mean me. I mean that that's a humanity thing in general. You are the church. Worship team, go ahead and come up. And I think... think there's a, a little bit of a misconception of what church is for. I love that you're here. We started a church. This is like our, our life's work is to do what we're doing here. Obviously, I believe in church. I believe that this is important. But I think that you are the ministers. I am your cheerleader for the game that you're doing all week. We pull resources together to help you with what you're doing all week. And I think there's this misconception that says, well, the end goal is eventually your church gets you to do something for them. No. The end goal is that you have ministry and your church helps you. It is not... My position, and I don't mean like, well, it's not my job, I'm not going to do that. No, I mean like literally I don't have the authority, nor do I want it, to tell you what to do with your life. I'm here to encourage you to follow God, and He will give you what to do. You have friends, you have neighbors, you have families, start there and He will show you. You ever drive one of those old tractors without power steering? Man, parked. I mean, you can't, you can't hardly turn that wheel. But when you're going, 
Yeah, did you ever drive one of the old tractors with the knob on it, you know, and it, no power steering, and it hits a rock, and it snaps your wrist off? When it's moving, it turns so easy. You're the same way. Well, what do I need to do? Man, you need to pray. You need to read your Bible. You need to go to church, and you need to be the church. You need to be something for your friends, for your coworkers, for your neighbor, for your family. You need to begin to show them the love that Jesus has shown you. Show them a better way as you're living it out, and the Lord will steer you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. He will guide you. You will do what you are supposed to do. Some of y'all need to chill on that. You're waiting for God to give you his five-year plan. And he's given you a house full of kids. Neighbors. Your parents. I'm never going to get mine raised. I'm still trying. Some of y'all know my mom and you're like, you're going to die for that. Jesus is going to strike you. No, I have wonderful parents. That's the end game. I want to encourage you to listen to the Lord. And I want the Lord to give you your purpose. So I want to I pray for you. And uh, we're going to do all this um, stuff. Ambassadors are going to come forward and everything. But first, we have something very important. Royce, where are you? Come on. Come on up. All right. I need, uh, Lane, can you hand Royce that blue microphone? I need this blue microphone turned on, please. And uh, we're, we have a baptism where someone does not need to be electrocuted. So I will unplug this. And Royce, would you like to introduce us to who's being baptized this morning? I want to, <clears throat> this is going to be hard for me. I want to introduce my oldest daughter, Michelle. And this is going to be my honor for her today. We are bringing her into the kingdom this morning. You'll step in. I don't hold on, right? Don't hold on. You got a bad. I've got one hand. We got to get you all underwater. We got to redo it. Okay. Get ready to hold your nose. It is my honor, my sister, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in death, raised to the newness of life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My sister Michelle. Now you're all That's all Awesome. Hey, we're proud of you. We're proud of you. And she professes to, to know Jesus as Lord, and he is, he is working, right? He's working. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we've got some folks that are going to come up here with baskets. Uh, part of the way that we worship was with tithe and offering. But also, listen, if, if you are walking through a season and uh, you would like the church to walk through that season with you, uh, please go ahead and write that down. Put it in the basket. We would love to, to give you a call, whatever. Make sure that you are signing up for uh, life groups. One of those begins tonight. We have another in Cisco. Uh, that will begin next Tuesday, like skipping this one the next Tuesday. And then uh, one that will be here on Wednesday. 
again the next Wednesday as well. So let us know if you want to be part of those life groups. We are providing child care uh, for that. But please stand and worship with us.